How you doing, Chris? I am good. How are you, Brian? Oh, just peachy. Just peachy. Excellent. So we're on here. What what, what number of podcasts is this for us? I think it's six, but it's been so long. It has been a long time. We've had a lot of stuff going on. We've had the Thanksgiving holiday, Halloween, uh, life, you know, things happened in the last COVID few recovery. months. COVID recovery for you, absolutely. A little breakthrough case going on there, but you're, you're happy and healthy, as uh, Olivia Rodrigo would want you to be. You know, I think it's time we talk about Disney, because that's really, hopefully, why most people come here. Uh, for the five listeners that we have, right? So, you know, Brian, I think there were some drops today that you wanted to talk about. So let's maybe start there. Yeah. Well, so yesterday, Space 220 Lounge started taking reservations. So before it used to be walk up and get on a list. But yesterday, just out of like randomness, I was looking and saw some drops. So for my trip that I'm going on at the end of the month, Mm-hmm. snag some lounge reservations i'm pumped that's awesome man now i'm looking at the menu right now and i'm just trying to see what sticks out to me is something that i would get and i i'm gonna pick a couple for me uh and, and maybe you can pick a couple for yourself too because i'm i'm thinking right now i'm looking at this the chicken on waffles i'm a big chicken and waffles fan no matter totally. where i go totally. right that looks so good. Now, was yours a lunch resi or a dinner reservation? Well, it doesn't matter for the lounge. I don't really know if it matters for the oh, okay. either. But the lounge okay. has a very limited food menu. There's only like eight options. Right. That, yeah, less than that. Six. Six on the lunch, at least. On the lunch. So, yeah, they've got deviled eggs, blue moon, cauliflower, uh, rib sliders, calamari, chicken and waffles. We just talked about lobster roll. Lobster roll sounds. All of it sounds really good. But, it does. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Oh, so good. I'm flipping over to their dinner menu right now, and yeah, it's the same thing. Dinner and dinner and, and and lunch is the same. So, yeah, and a lot of it looks like a lot of really good craft drinks and spirits and stuff for people that are interested in getting a glass of wine or, uh, you know, uh, what what are some of these called? The the big tang. Um, <laughs> Which is a uh, uh, a tang infused agave nectar grapefruit drink uh, with it looks like maybe some tequila in it and some other some other uh, adult beverages, but uh, looks like a really cool place to go. So that's awesome that you were able to snag some of that, on, Brian. That's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to go 220 miles up above Central Florida, so it should be a good time. Here you go. Uh, you never got there with uh, uh, Spaceship Earth or or any of the other celestial rides of of Epcot of of yesteryear, right? So no. So I, I've watched videos on like this elevator esque thing that uh, they mm-hmm. take you on to get you into the restaurant, and it reminds me of Disney Quest. Did you ever do Disney Quest? Disney, yeah, around? yeah, with all the the games and the virtual reality stuff that you get into. Yeah, yeah. And so when you first went to Disney Quest, like they put you on an elevator, and it was it simulated a rocket, and so like it would go up That's gradually, right. and then you'd blast off, and then you'd be dropped off at the last floor. And so I, I think. I don't know. I haven't been on it yet, but I imagine that that's kind of similar to what this will be. It won't be a rocket because you're on an elevator, but it'll be cool. I'm excited for it. Oh, I'm, I'm stoked for you, man. That's going to be a good time. I feel like that's uh, yeah, I, I just think that that's such a unique experience and especially the the labor of love that went into creating it. I mean, it's taken forever. 
<laughs> really to get it out there and get it up and running. I know they've gone through some different chefs over the last year or so too, as they've been trying to get that up and running for folks. So I, I'm excited. You have to. I'm excited for us you to tell me and and anyone else who wants to listen about that experience here in in less than a month when you get to go with the fam and uh, check it out. So that's exciting, man. Yeah, for sure. And then what else dropped today was Storybook Dining with Snow White at the uh, Wilderness Lodge. Uh, I was able to get a reservation for half our party, not the whole thing. They they dropped at a weird time because normally they drop it like right at 6 a.m. Eastern, but it was 6.15 Eastern. So I okay. think I threw some people off. Is that is that at Artist Point or where is that one at? Yes. Yes. yes? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard great things. I've never been to Artist Point. I was a big, uh, growing up, my family was big into the hoop to do review. So we used to go out to to Fort Wilderness all the time. And any trip we took out there, my dad wore the tutu twice. Uh, <laughs> they look they look for a man who looks similar to me. Uh, and, and so it's, uh, it was good for him on that. that. He had a good time. But, but yeah, so so tell me more about like what, 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 uh, what have you heard about Storybook Dining on your end that made you go, this is a snaggable... Uh, resi that i need to get well the first thing was that it was snaggable so we booked this trip with less than 60 days out and so Mm -hmm. it's it's difficult to get those reservations and so i knew that they were plopping out this morning um so i got up early to try to snag them um and then kind of got distracted and and then you know got one for half the party so uh (laughs) i've heard that the food wise it's the best uh character dining dining food um just the the menu options the options on the menu are they they look pretty spectacular uh the characters i believe are just snow white the evil queen and grumpy i think so i don't know like i we started watching snow white with the girls today we didn't get to finish it but uh just to introduce them to it because i don't think they've seen it yet uh they've been on the seven dwarf mind train so like they're familiar with Mm -hmm. the Mm hi-ho song and the fact that there are dwarves in the, the movie. But other than that, they don't really know what's going on with that. So It sounds like a great yeah. one. I mean, I, I've heard such great things about it, and I think it's one of the only, uh, from my recollection, one of the only character dining experiences with a villain. Uh, I don't know that there are any other. Honestly, we've had, so we've done the majority of the experience, I, yeah, I've done them. I've, I think yeah. other than that one you've done point. there, I think Cape May Cafe has one that I've never done over in the in, in the Beach Club. They do for breakfast, or at least they did okay. for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. There's one in Swan and Dolphin I've never done. It's um, never done that one either. At a location, I will look up while you're talking about something else later and bring it back up because I cannot remember. For, there's so many restaurants in those two hotels, which is insane. Just uh, and they just had the Swan Reserve, right? So there's there's now even more um, that if you're a Marriott, you know, member as Brian and I both are. Uh, and shout out to Marriott if you want to come out and sponsor us as a podcast. But ultimately, uh, there are a lot of really good restaurants at those properties now that that, that they own. And I uh, can't for the life of me remember that one. But but they've got you know I think I, I do I do believe that is one of the only if not the only villain you're going to see at a character dining experience. So that's going to be fun. That's yeah, I can't, really one. I can't think of one where there are any villains. No. It's usually the Fab oh. Five or Fab Four. Right. Uh, but then, like, Crystal Palace used to have Winnie the Pooh and crew. 
Right. Yep. Um, yep. We did one at uh, the Italian restaurant on the boardwalk. Oh, what is that one? Like uh, 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 Terralino. That is something along those. I, I'd have to look it up again to see what exactly it is. But we did one there that was Flynn Rider and Rapunzel and Ariel and Eric, Prince Eric, uh, but Ariel as a human uh, there. And that was a really fun one. It's right next to the Abracadabra uh and it actually connects the restrooms connect uh the two locations for um the the italian restaurant there and once again i'll have to look it up i think it's terralino it's something like that uh but but yeah a really good place to go to nice nice man yeah and oh, that's I think cool you, yeah yeah i think you also were saying earlier you found something in in star wars land that opened yeah up. uh Ogus cantina like there were just a bunch of reservations that popped up like uh, early morning, like nine, and then wow. late, later at night too, like even after park close. So uh, snagged a couple of those. Gonna try to figure out which one I want and drop the other one here pretty soon. Nice. But yeah, I'm excited to try the fuzzy tauntaun. What is a... that? What is so, the fuzzy tauntaun? It, it's a drink where like they're, I don't know, it's alcoholic, and then there's like foam on top. But okay. then the foam makes your mouth and lips tingle or go numb or something like that. So it'll be interesting. That's what I'm going to get. <laughs> that sounds fun, man. That sounds like a blast. Yeah. Okay. And they limit you to 45 minutes in here, which is good because then I'll get out of here and get on with my uh, Disney day. But yeah, I just want to go in there and try that fuzzy tauntaun. No, that that sounds that sounds delicious. I haven't done I haven't done Ogas yet. Um, you know, honestly, I haven't done a whole lot in Star Wars Land. We've been and walked around both at Disney World and Disneyland uh, a couple of different times, but uh, the experience has been the the blue milk and uh, uh, walking around. We we actually have never been on Smuggler's Run or Rise of the Resistance yet. So uh, my hope is maybe maybe we'll get on on our next trip when we go at the end of January, early February. Uh, but uh, but we'll see. I mean, with a, an almost nine-year-old and uh, a wife who doesn't really enjoy uh, adventurous rides, so to speak, her her idea of a good ride, her her favorite ride is Soren, which I totally agree with. A great ride, awesome pick, but she could not stand like even like expedition everest or for that for that matter the barnstormer right so so it's what? right so exactly exactly so so the idea of going on some of these rides that aren't you know picturesque like a soren or or uh even in disneyland we went on the monsters inc ride which i uh, i think i may have said this before on an earlier podcast if not i will say it the first time now one of the best Disney rides of all time at Disneyland is the Monsters Inc. ride that they have there. And the Raz at the end, for anyone who goes, shh, Disney Magic makes it to where she knows who you are when you stop at Raz. So it can make for a fun experience on your in your car when they start calling you out because they actually have a cast member who's looking through the camera and, 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 and chatting with you uh, at that particular ride, which is really fun. Um, but other than that, no, my wife, she is just not. Uh, uh, sh- we've done Everest, we've done uh, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, and in Space Mountain, you know, and and even Big Thunder, and and you know, it's just they're not for her. They're not for her. So 
when it comes to some of those Star Wars land rides, she she hits the pause button quite often. So if I went, Brian, it would have to be with you. And I think there's probably an opportunity for that in early January if we want to make it happen. But if not, we'll, see. we'll have to wait out and see see when that can occur. Uh, but I would love to be go go on them because they and go to Oga's Cantina. That sounds like a really, I mean, uh, iconic place to go visit. So that's awesome. That awesome. Yeah, and you mentioned the blue milk and the uh, green milk. And last time I went was in June, and just the idea of drinking milk in like 95 degree temperature, it just didn't sit well with me. So I couldn't do it. But maybe right. I'm going in December now, so so I may get some blue or green milk this time. Maybe I mean it's I think I think uh, Ron Burgundy said it best, right? When he said milk is a bad choice. Oh yeah. So yeah. especially in 90 uh, degree weather. Yeah. Especially in 90 degree weather. Uh, I think uh, uh, just we'll just keep quoting people, but uh, I think uh, Jim Gaffigan once said that uh, being at Disney World standing in line is like standing in line for the DMV on the surface of the sun, which is not <laughs> which is not an untrue statement for some rides. Uh, I mean, Disney does a great job of being able to put you in a queue that is under some shade for most rides and you're going through an adventurous queue at that uh, for the majority of them they've really uh, they've done a great job with that kind of experience of yeah, making standing ex- in line except seven doors mine train where you're standing outside in the middle of fantasy land <laughs> yeah, yeah but you know the, there's a, a three-foot umbrella like every 30 feet so you're like yep. oh, i'm kind of in shade oh i guess i'm out of shade because i need to keep up with the line so. yeah oh that's a good one b that's so funny yeah absolutely absolutely well so you're going in december so i have to imagine uh how many days are you staying what's your tra- plan for that four days four days four days and what parks are you hitting we're gonna do three uh we're going uh part of that was because of availability since we booked so late uh like a lot of the the parks are busy. So we're doing Magic Kingdom on the 29th, Epcot on the 30th, and Hollywood Studios on New Year's Eve. Good picks. Good picks. As a former AK cast member, I can still say good picks. But uh, so Epcot, are you doing any of the like Candlelight Processional, any of the f- festivals of the holidays? What's going on there? Yeah, so we tried to book the Candlelight Processional dining package. And we managed to get Coral Reef because randomly one day, a ton of Coral Reef reservations dropped. And so I snagged uh, two four-person uh, dining packages of that. Uh, I would prefer to, like, do Beer Garden, maybe. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, Garden Grill would be hands down ideal, but that's not going to happen. So I don't know. Because of all the restaurants at Epcot, I think Coral Reef is probably the lamest i don't know i mean i think i think it's where bob saget and full house uh wanted to propose to vicky uh but did not was not able to in the full house uh disney episode i will have to go back and watch that but you you should it's a it's a good john stamos gets on stage and he sings uh when you wish upon a star with the beach boy it's it's a really good good yeah A call back to the early nineties. <laughs> and then the Aladdin voice, like he's in the parade. Steve he? is in the parade because yeah, Steve okay. Yes. Scott Wegner, who does the voice of Aladdin, is Steve in Full House. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man. But yeah, so yeah. anyway. 
<laughs> but you, but so you got the candlelight processional at, at the at, at the coral reef. I've never eaten there actually. I I've been looking. Have you ever eaten there before? I have once. Uh, I did okay. for my birthday, uh, like ten or eleven years ago. Man, um, you had to be I like think sixteen. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, times have changed, so who knows? Uh, I mean, I wasn't all that impressed that long ago, um, and I mean. The, the scenery, it's just, you know, it's an aquarium. So, I don't know. I didn't see yeah. Mickey scuba diving or anything. So, it wasn't all that spectacular. It's just fish. So. <laughs> Fair enough. If Fair I want to see fish, I'll go on the other side of the of the seas and uh, go ride Nemo. And and probably, uh, based on what you shared, a better a better choice. So, so who is your... So, they, they just released, right, the, the list for... Um, Candlelight Processional was just a couple of weeks ago, uh, so I can't remember who 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 are you going to see? Who's going to be there the the night you go to Epcot? His name escapes me, but he hosts Wheel of Fortune. Oh, Pat Sajak. That's the one. Yes, that's right. That's you can be my Vanna White. I will be Pat Sajak for the night. That rhymed, and I feel pretty good about that. Um, but uh, proud of you. Thanks, man. I'm a lyricist. Just call me the next uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, but uh, Speaking of Lin-Manuel, I don't know if you've watched Tick, Tick, Boom yet, or if anyone else has not. It is phenomenal. Uh, Brian and I were subjected to watching Rent quite often uh, in college by a couple of our friends uh, that we used to hang out with on a regular basis. And Rent was like the go-to movie for a couple of those people that were in that group. And uh, Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent, wrote Tick, Boom, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, Moana, Little Mermaid live action, everything that happens for Disney probably in the next thirty years, Little Miranda, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> um, but uh, it, he put that out. But it's really good. It's got Spider Man. It's got Andrew Garfield in it. Uh, he's great. It's a really fun one. But anyway, neither uh, here nor there. But Pat, Pat Sajak, uh, Pat Sajak should probably be proud that I got to Andrew Garfield from thinking about him at first. But uh, Pat Sajak is going to be fun in my lifetime and, and, and watched a lot of good people I've watched. Uh, you know, this year didn't have some of the headliners like they sometimes do or some of the regulars even, right? Like even Whoopi's not there. Um, Gary Sinise, who's normally there from Saving Private Ryan. Barney or Stinson. Barney Stinson, a little Neil Patrick's not going to be there this year either, right? So, um, but I did see, you know, they've got your, your, your guy, Pat. They've got a, uh, well, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Brian, we were talking about earlier, um, who's going to be there a little bit on Christmas Day for anyone who remembers the uh, the early '90s, late '90s of uh, when he was dominating the contemporary Christian uh, adult uh, contemporary music with uh, oh man, he had the Great Divide might have been I can't what was that oh no it was uh, I'll have to look it up again. Uh, it is a great one. It really is. Really, the and, only uh, song of his I know is Christmas. At shoes, one point, so. yeah, he had, he had some drama in his life. But there's there's a few good people that are going to be uh, hosting this year that I think will be fun. I know uh, Anna Gasteyer is going to be there, and I think Brian was telling me earlier too that uh, Moana herself uh, is uh, was there earlier. So some fun people that to go watch and. It's always a really good Christmas story to sit outside at the American Adventure Pavilion and just kind of enjoy uh, a, a little bit of Christmas when it's 70 degrees outside in, in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, that is tough to beat. 
Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Well, cool. So what, what else, uh, anything else special you guys have planned for that trip in December? Uh, no, I, I mean, this will be the first time in probably 20 years that I've been there for New Year's. Uh, back then, we just uh, stood around the boardwalk, and then they had fireworks at midnight. Uh, but this year will be the studios, and so that'll be interesting. Because I don't think that studio was was originally going to be open until midnight. I think they changed that sometime uh, mid-November or so. Um, and that's how I was able to get uh, character dining at like eight o'clock at night at studios. Uh, we did a uh, Hollywood and Vine, so it's uh, oh yeah. yeah, Fab Four dressed up in holiday outfits, like Goofy as Santa, and uh, Minnie is in like a red dress. I think Pluto has uh, reindeer ears, and I don't know, Mickey's probably just snazzy. So uh, yeah, anyway, I, I was I was able to get that uh, when uh. They change the hours. Um, nice. Yeah, so we'll have yeah. at least one character dining, maybe two if we end up doing the storybook. But that's awesome. Well, it just pay. It just shows how important it is. I think when when you're thinking about booking, you know, Disney trips, just uh, once you have a, your hotel in place, you've got your flight stuff in place. All outside of that, you know, when you're going to be there, when you're going to leave. Like when you have the ability to book those dining reservations, I mean, it becomes so critical, right? To be able to find yes. and, and and check it daily. I mean, I'm sure you're on there more than day, once a day looking. Yeah, very true. What else popped up? Yeah, so I've joined a couple groups on Facebook that are specific for like trading dining reservations. I was like, no wonder it's so hard to get a reservation <laughs> because there's like 800 people hoarding reservations. Just so that they can trade in with somebody else so that they can get what they want. It's like, geez, just book what you're going to use. I mean, book a couple at a time so you can decide. But once you made that decision, just drop them. I mean, you don't need to right. coordinate a trade right. or anything. I don't know. I don't know. It's not against the rules. It's just a pet beef. So Interesting. I didn't even know those existed out there. Dude, but... it's, it's rampant. <laughs> wow. That is it's like a whole underworld of, you know, like... People have these movies. We do this on another podcast because we're kind of probably hitting up about time. But you know, it, it's uh, it's the same way people play with DVC points, right? It, it's very similar in the respect that they'll, you know, award points and they'll go out on you know uh, any of those DVC rental sites and and they'll throw them out there. And normally people are out there looking for a deal, but I've done price comparisons on some of those things that are put out there. It's like this isn't a deal. This is someone looking for more money. Than they would have paid for up front uh, for those points that they have, and it's not. I mean, there are some. There are definitely discounts. So don't 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 say that those aren't there because they do exist out there on their DVC rental sites. But ultimately, I found some really bad deals out there. So I think there's yeah. some people that just you know scalp on the name of Disney sometimes. Yeah, and, and we did too. So that's why we just booked through Disney. So we're staying at Saratoga, which is a DVC resort, but. There just weren't any good deals on those third-party sites when we were looking. Absolutely. And Saratoga is a great resort. I mean, I, I think when you booked it, we were talk, chatting about it. And it's uh, it's my parents' home resort for DVC membership. It's it's a it's a really, you know, we used to go there all the time when we first got that. And, you know, gosh, 15 years ago now. Yeah. Wow, it really was. <laughs> 15 years ago now in, in fall 2006. Wow. That's crazy. 
but ultimately, uh, yeah, they, they got it when I was working Disney College programs. They got a really good discount. You hooked so them up. I hooked them up, right? <laughs> and uh, and they had the disposable income to make it happen because it still is not cheap regardless of discounts to do DVC. And um, we were lucky enough to, to be able to do that. Or I say lucky, they, they earned the ability to do that my, with my parents. And so it was really great for them to be able to have it. They still have it now. And, and, and we you know, they go quite often. I mean, they're there uh, because I get to see what my friends and family are doing because of my Disney experience. And because I, they haven't shielded it from me, I get to see that my parents go about once a week uh, to a park and just hang out. And sometimes they'll stay at a hotel, sometimes not. And I'm just like, this is that that is a life to aspire to yeah, that's uh, nice. at 60 at like what 60 65 are they 64. tables in wonderland they do not do tables at wonderland actually my wife and i thought about doing that uh pre-covid when we were like deep in where we got annual passes for two years we've been going like eight times a year and flying down there and it's my parents had just moved to orlando from from missouri and and we were all about it um and then COVID hit, so we we just didn't pursue it. But I there's definitely a lot of value. Yeah. If you sure. are if you're able to go, right? If you're able to do it. And if you're honestly, if you're a Florida resident, it's probably better. If if you're an Orlando resident, it, it's a no brainer, in my opinion. Because just the discounts you can get and the discounts that, you know, if you if you enjoy drinking adult beverages or especially if you enjoy that, honestly it's even once or twice like one or two drinks whenever you go out like it's a great discount it's a great deal on your meals and because it covers everything uh that's a part of that and you get that discount so it's a you know we we looked into it quite a bit but we we ended up not being able to pull the trigger i think we probably would have i mean gosh we held out on canceling our annual passes until well into 2020 because it was very much like a we want this to not exist anymore. <laughs> we want to be able to go to Disney, and uh, we ended up we ended up canceling them. And Disney was so generous. I mean, they they were really good about the way they handled all that situation, in my opinion. But it was, and, and the cast members were phenomenal. I mean, that's one thing with Disney; their customer service is always, no matter who you're talking to or where you're talking to them, they're always top notch. But uh, but it was a good experience on that end um uh, even though it was a sad experience on that end of not uh continuing with the annual pass but but i do think if they are available in the future and i think brian were talking about this earlier if they are available when when i go in january i'm going at the end of january i think uh in the in the world it's still the way it is right now at least uh i will be very comfortable probably upgrading because disney allows you to upgrade those uh, tickets you already have into and apply that money into an annual pass, which we've done before. And I think we realistically could do again because it's a great value. So which level would you go for? Since you're DVC, uh, you could get that third tier, right? Uh, I can't. That is the, if once my parents uh, cease to own the DVCs. Uh, okay. Okay. I, so it's all them. It's just the two of them. Uh, that are on it. So once, um, once they pass which, it along to you, once they pass, it'll belong to me or my sister. So uh, they, we we have they, that. They just need to remember who got them a discount. So I I tell them that all the time. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. My sister's fine. She's a wonderful uh, nurse in Colorado Springs. 
and uh, uh, she's she's an amazing person who knows that those points are mine. So uh, that's all <laughs> that needs to be out there on the ledger. Uh, but yeah, so so at any rate, um, yeah, my parents get a lot of a lot of cool discounts too, you know. And I will say, you know, probably on a future podcast. And, and probably a future time that you and I can both stay at these places, like they can get such good discounts on, you know, uh, Disney's properties at Hilton Head, at Vero Beach, at, you know, they have properties up uh, in New Jersey. I mean, they have so many different places that you can go and stay that are super cool. And I, I think would be, you know, I I have been to Hilton Head before. I, I've been to like Myrtle Beach uh both north carolina and south carolina and they're fun stays i mean it's just it's a different experience right you're not going to parks you're going to a beach you're going to somewhere to like hang out we need to go to aulani that i would go to hawaii in a heartbeat it's unfortunate that disney uh doesn't have discounts on flights that's yeah that's a good point (laughs) you can't expect to drive there they're not horrible i think uh you know as people that live in the midwest like brian and i do you know, we we have the luxury, at least, of being able to get out to L.A. Uh, or to San Francisco, typically on a nonstop. LAX, for sure, uh, being able to get out there. Uh, but then, you know, once you're, in L- once you're in L.A., the flights aren't horrible to Oahu. But you're looking at basically whatever you paid to get out to L.A., double it, and you're, you're in Hawaii. So... Uh, a $400 trip becomes an $800 trip. A $600 trip becomes a $1,200 trip per person, which for flights is just a little pricey for most people. For most people. Definitely for me. I I like my flights to be between two and $300 and feel really good about that. And I feel like I spend a lot of time watching flights to get those prices because I know for some people, that's just not realistic, especially depending on where they live. You know, one of... One of my good friends, uh, 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 he lives up in northern Michigan, and for him, like he has to drive two or three hours to get to a decent airport. And then when he gets to a decent airport, he's flying, and it's 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 costing him forever to get somewhere in twelve hours. <laughs> and it's just it's it's weird. Uh, I think Brian, both you and I, luck out on on the St. Louis and Kansas City being decent enough hubs for a lot of airlines to get in and out of yeah but but i hate st louis airport but that's the story for another day even with the new renovations like i like the new area if, if at the southwest compare it to like any other airport like there's just oh yeah nothing it's, there. it's not fun no. no yeah you're right i do think that'd be a fun one we should and if people want this comment which no one will but if you do comment uh, and let us know we can do an airport conversation. Brian and I have been in many airports, uh, at least two, the Kansas City and the St. Louis, at least so two. three, and Orlando, because we talk about it enough. Uh, but I'm pretty sure between the two of us and our jobs and our lives, we've been to quite a few. So uh, that might be a fun one. Uh, so if you're interested in that, let, definitely let us know. Um, but for today, I think for this particular podcast, We've kind of rounded it up. So to sum it up, you know, we talked about what dropped. Brian got his Oga's reservations. He got his storybook dining. A um, few others dropped today. We had uh, the Candlelight Processional. Brian's got his trip at the end of December. He's going to go see uh, Pat Sajak. Maybe Vanna White will show up and show him some vowels, show him some consonants. Uh, we've got some really good conversation going on about 
just the best ways to book your your reservations right there's some really good, good stuff out there about that but otherwise i think the next time we chat maybe we'll talk about hotels we'll talk about flights there's a lot of opportunities there but we'll try and be more active out here in the podcast world than we have been in the past uh and i think you know gearing up to the holidays we will probably have one more before before christmas and then uh try and pick up in 2022 maybe with a more regular cadence but all right Well, thanks for listening. We'll check up with you soon. See y'all real soon.